I'd rather listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. I'm Carly. I'm Sandra, and my fangirling cannot be contained because we got MJ back on for a chat. So if this is hi, your hi, first hi, hi, time hi. listening to this podcast, hi, and where have you been? Because if you've been with us <laughs> since the beginning, you know that MJ, known as Incogninja on AO3 and Thoughts Like a Minefield on Tumblr is one of the main reasons I am even here right now doing this thing. Uh, she's an amazing writer, a reader insert in OFC fiction of the Dean-centric variety. If you haven't listened to the interview we had with her back in July of 2022, we'll drop a link to the episode in the description so you can get caught up. So big thanks for joining us and welcome back again to the podcast, MJ. I am so grateful yes. you took the time, especially after all you had to do today. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me. I thank love you. talking to you. Yeah. We've... um So... I, I had to look back and see when we last had you on. It was literally like, I was like, oh my God, it's been over a year. Where's, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. What's kind of been happening in the fanfic realm for you since like July of 2022? Are you, I feel like with the pond, SPN fanfic pond, were you already like a Manta Ray back then and then became an admin around that time? Or like, what was the... What was the deal there, if you can remember? <laughs> because I'm asking you to pull pull back about a year, a year and some change. Yeah. So I was um originally I was what what before the manta ray was called a big fish. And that was back in like 2020, 2021. Okay. Kind of back in there. Mm-hmm. And then I stepped down mm-hmm. for a little bit and then um came back as a manta ray. And then pretty like within probably about six months or so, I think it was that I um, stepped up to admin because, you know, there's just so much to do. And Mm -hmm. um, I love being able to, you know, support and give, you know, leadership and give some guidance to, you know, fandom spaces. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's happened since we last Mm -hmm. spoke. Yeah. Which is real cool. You running like a lot of those um, writing sprints and stuff. It's been fun for me to like, and I I won a couple. So I was able to like, you know, get some prizes, <laughs> which was, I was really amazed. And Michelle does so much and is so great. And all of the, all of the mantra and admins are so, just so helpful. Yeah. Getting the exposure, I think, through the pond, having some stories that, you know, I just, you know, haven't had anybody get the chance to read or, you know, just haven't met that audience yet to have that push and that sort of like spotlight is just, it's so, it just makes you feel so good to get the responses back and to be like, you know, hear what people have to say about, about your writing. It's just, it's just such a lovely, it's so very different than a lot of the fandom. I think that we experience, I think in a lot of social media avenues that it's just nice to see everybody be so supportive and welcoming. And I've loved since like, you know, having Michelle on, I think it was the beginning of this, beginning of this year, just to talk about the pond, then to be like, yeah. you know, hey, do you think somebody might want, you know, me to narrate their stuff? And I was like, nobody's going to want that. People want that. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. So yeah. like, you know, having having that spot to kind of like be a part of it in a way has been so great. And then I got to meet Michelle, even if it was only for five minutes in a bathroom. That was just so great too. Carly, did you know, did you you know there was a chance that MJ and I were going to actually meet at the DC con? Did I, did I mention that that was a possibility? 
maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were trying to make it happen, but unfortunately, yeah, it's it didn't. Like I said earlier, my niece lives out there, mm-hmm. and she just had a baby this summer, and so I wanted to, I wanted to see him. And I don't know if I told you, Sandra. Like I started not feeling great, mm, and no. I was like, you know, he's the baby he was only two months old. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. You know, if I have mm. even like a sniffle and I don't know what it is, no, yeah. I'm not going to get yeah. on a plane and mm-hmm. fly out there, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. You made the good call. You made the good call. It was a tough yeah, call though. I know. Cause I was like, I was, I was like, so MJ, bummed. you can, you, you can come with me and do a photo with Jetson. <laughs> like, well, yes. and, then, and then Carly, I, why, when I looked up to get a, get in Sandra's section, there was a seat, one seat mm. down from her oh. that was open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. that sucks. This is yeah. like destiny. Oh. Like, yeah. this is destiny, right? Yeah. And then I was like, the next, like, within hours, I started feeling like oh. crap. And so I was like, oh, fuck, I can't do it. You know, like, I just. But you yeah. know what? It's It's made me realize, too, is that how very big we think the world is when it comes to community like this, like the chances of life intersecting, I think. It's it's a yeah. lot. It can happen a lot easier than I think we give ourselves credit for. Like I know Carly and I have got this thing where I, I think we're hoping twenty twenty five to make something happen. Where like you know we get to we get to a con, even if it's me going over there or them coming over here, and just like you know mm-hmm. experiencing something like that together. You know something we wanna yeah. we wanna do. And yeah, but it was a. No, I was, I, I remember, I think it was, I think it was one of the, one of the mornings too, MJ, you and I were just like chatting, like on discord about like, you know, the day and like getting to, you know, like the stuff I was able to do. And my husband sort of like his yeah. back was, his back was causing issues. So he was going to be out of commission for a bit, but um, yeah, like all the stuff that I think for somebody who's not very, I've never been very adventurous in life. I've always been kind of, I've held myself back a lot for a lot of reasons, you know, Mental health's never the greatest, and it it just sometimes yeah. just makes you feel like you you aren't good enough, or there's reasons why you shouldn't be doing the things that are really aren't that difficult to do in hindsight. But your brain makes you think it's not. So to get to do these different kinds of things, like to do the podcast, to go to the conventions, uh, I was saying to Carly that my husband's like, you get this con like persona, like you know, you just turn into this <laughs> other person, and I think it's because you just feel comfortable being around yeah. people that love something maybe maybe different parts of the fandom but they love the fandom as much as you do you know and so yeah. it's like this community and it's like this physical representation of it and it's just it just makes you kind of feel like you can you kind of do anything you know and it's just it was it was yeah. very it's it's been it's been a journey i have to say i think supernaturals had a lot to do with my growth in a way, which is weird to say about a show, but I really feel like it's, it's done, but it feels, it feels weird. I don't think that's weird. But sometimes it feels Hmm. weird to say, especially, you know, being older and kind of like feeling like, why should I have my shit together by now? And it's like, but no, nobody Nobody does. Nobody has that shit together. Yeah. Yeah, But but that's made of lies. But that's the lies that we're, we're, we're told and that we should, you know, kind of have ourselves together and fit into this little mold. So I'm glad that it gives us this opportunity to meet, you know, all these different people, all walks of life that love the same thing. And again, I'm still so like, I still get so excited when I get to talk to you because I'm like, oh my God, this is the person that's read, you know, he's written so many things that I absolutely love and adore, you know, about Dean as a character too, you know? So it's just, I, I just truly appreciate that, that you've done, I think you've done 
a lot, you know, for fan fan fiction of the Dean variety as a whole. And I think you should you should get a little plaque. If I could make you a plaque, I would make you a plaque. <laughs> <laughs> make her a table. Make her, I'll a make table. her a table. She'll love a table. <laughs> I like tables. <laughs> I don't oh, know if it's a table boy. you're thinking about, MJ. No, no like a like not. a like a table like a table and a document. Sandra loves oh, a table and a document. Oh god, they love tables and documents. Okay, all right. Great. Well, I, yeah. will, I, will, I will make a special MJ table. I just have to figure out what that's going to be about. But, yeah. I do love to, <laughs> I to figure out what that means. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, I love spreadsheets. Everybody loves a good spreadsheet. I think. Carly to not embrace my people. Embrace spreadsheets a little bit more though, I think. No, a little I can't. I can't. I work with spreadsheets every oh, day at work. Yeah. And the I amount of people yeah. that don't know how to use a fucking this is spreadsheet. True. That's the problem. It's not the spreadsheet. It's the it's not the spreadsheet. The spreadsheet. It's the <laughs> fucking people. Yeah. That'll that'll do it. That'll it's not the it. spreadsheet. It's the people. That'll absolutely do it. MJ, you were gonna come on with Michelle. Hopefully we have Michelle back on another time. So we're gonna talk more fanfic pond stuff but you know hopefully we get to do that um another time and other things but i'd mentioned to you um the topic of sexual agency and sort of fan fiction and what that's maybe done for people who've started writing um fanfic or like the journey of being able to identify what it is that you like in all sorts of ways like sexually but also like behavior and going outside of the norm or what's accepted or what's, you know, and I'm used to the term, but like the patriarchal sort of like society and stuff like that. And how it, I think for a lot of marginalized groups, just buries what we should be able to experience and feel free experiencing in a lot of ways sexually. But a lot of the research I was reading about was kind of focusing on younger people. And I I know that for a lot of people, we start out younger, but I'm also coming from a situation where I read and wrote fanfic when I was younger, but I kind of feel like now I'm getting a different experience and sort of like, I don't know, not a midlife crisis with it, but sort of like, um, (laughs) just like an involvement with how it's affected me and my agency and stuff. I don't know if any of this makes sense. I mean, it, it it more than makes sense. I think mm-hmm. this is some this is a conversation that I've had uh, in a lot of different in a lot of different ways throughout the years of writing fan fiction and different um, fandoms that I've been in. And I think one of the first things that is that is important to note is when I notice this probably more in the Twilight fandom than I have in any other fandom. Mm-hmm. I don't notice it mm-hmm. as much in supernatural fandom and I don't I, I don't know why that is and maybe we can dig into that a little bit but I think there's always kind of like it's like it's like um the it's like popular media where there's always there are always these waves of uh and trends so mm-hmm. it's like for a while it's like you know YA books were like vampires and then like and it was werewolves and it was whatever right Mm -hmm. so it's like there's always like some sort of trend happening and in fan fiction you know you'll see in twilight it was like waves of there was um you know bdsm and then there was butt sex and it was Mm -hmm. like you know that's how we you know would talk about it It like this joke of being like god everyone's writing butt sex these days what's that (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, regardless of the, your age, I think there's always room to grow and le- learn new things about yourself, especially with relation to sexuality, because mm. our bodies change chemically as, as a 50 something year old woman who's premenopausal. I can definitely vouch for the fact that like things, things have changed for me. And I think we talked about this a little bit on mm-hmm. our, our first conversation was kind of like, I always <laughs> joke about how, you know, having my uterus removed changed because I still have my ovaries, but like I had my uterus <laughs> removed and all of a sudden I was like, wow, Dean Winchester is amazing. Like, <laughs> like I've been watching the show for two years before that, but boy, I was in my recovery from having my uterus removed. And I was like, holy shit, what's going on? So I, I mean, that's a joke, but I'm just saying like, you know, our hormones and our chemical makeup and our bodies change so frequently that I think there's always going to be room for finding out what, what turns us on and what, you know, whether that's your brain or your body, what things are sexy, what things get you off, you know, all those things Mm -hmm. change so much was sexually active in my late teens and pretty much always had like a consistent sexual partner or the Mm -hmm. ability to have one. And Mm -hmm. I had a lot of sexual experience before I really started getting, becoming engaged in fandoms. And so I could easily try to, to claim that I had this you know, that I already had developed my sexual agency, which I think is ever changing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I learned a lot from writing fanfic and reading it. And, Mm -hmm. but I was also, I think the more important thing for me was I was able to define some things. Whereas Mm -hmm. before it was just like, I like this thing, but I don't really understand why or what it means. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it was, you know, connecting that to relationships and connecting it to you know, my, um, mental health and my fulfillment and happiness mm-hmm. was that came for sure came from reading and writing fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want, I'm not trying to like shoot down what you're saying or anything. Cause I mm-hmm. can definitely see that when I looked at the links, you know, mm-hmm. it was a lot of it was, was focused on younger people. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just because it's easy. It's easy just to be like in your developmental stages of blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I really think that there's just so many different stages of sexual agency and development, you know, oh, yeah. that it, it doesn't really matter, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's part of the problem too. And I think that's just like society, just like, you know, there's this expectation that you hit this point and, you know, this is when all these things are supposed to happen and it's not linear. Um, for everybody. Right. It's it's very different. You know, my I waited a long time to, you know, do anything sexual. So my my experience is kind of like later and for whatever reason, many reasons I decided not to. And then I think too a lot of it becomes you're doing what you think's expected of you. And uh, you know, and I mean society kind of gives you the assumption that, you know, you do things a certain way. And again, I was interested, but I didn't know. And then I sort of like got a lot of that information through, you know, let's face it, like pornography is not necessarily, it it does the job, but I think the thing that fan fiction does for me and a lot of other people is it makes this emotional connection that makes yeah. it just very different and very especially when you dig into the characters and, you know, we talk it's a lot so about much more engaging. Yeah. You know, because it's so much got- more engaging, but also it's yeah. Like in, in what I, that, that was the piece that was sort of missing for me because mm-hmm. being somebody who was honestly, I've 
you know, realized in later life, hypersexual that I, you know, would try and do things, you know, and I would try to spend anything and I do all these things, but I didn't understand like the emotional implications Mm -hmm. until much later Mm -hmm. in my life. And I would say I was probably in my Mm thirties and my husband and I got married when, you know, when I was 32 and I was well into my third, I was probably in my mid to late thirties when I started really understanding how that emotionally affected me. And mm-hmm. so when, you know, whether people are literally talking it out mm-hmm. in thick or whether you're just watching it happen and unfold, mm-hmm. it's a very different experience than just watching porn or even mm-hmm. doing it yourself because mm-hmm. sometimes that connection's just not made. So, mm-hmm. you know, reading it in mo- more often thick than, you know, even like romance, romance novels. Mm-hmm. Um, much more authentic is just so much more of a full experience, you yeah. know, of that yeah. emotional and mental aspect. I was reading a little something in one of the articles where it was talking about, um, there was actually one of them. I can't remember which one it is, but they go into a lot of detail about supernatural in one of these articles that I have. And they actually made a point of like noting like Dean Winchester, how it's like, you know, they, they take a character that's not very likable or maybe mistreats, you know, doesn't maybe treat women the way he should treat women. And I was just like, who, who, who's reading that art? Like who's, who's put this article together? Because it's like, are we, are we projecting a lot of things? Yeah. Are we, are we projecting a lot of things on? And I think we do to some extent, like as part of writing, like sometimes we project, we project um, issues, situations, you know, things we're trying to work through onto our characters, but there was this immediate, like, oh, he's like, you know, he's just, just a cavalier kind of dude. And I'm like, no, that's not the character, (laughs) you know, that I, that I've experienced. And I think what's beautiful about fan fiction is how a lot of authors take that and just delve into it even more with, with Dean and with Sam, you know, and all of the different nuances that they have and make them, you know, whether it's, whether it's, um, you know, Dean with reader or a Wincest fic or a Destiel or any of those things, like the way they take, the characters and expound on them and get into their thought process makes it all just more like, yes, I want, I want to do, I want to do all of these things with this character. Like it's that kind of a situation, you know, it makes you feel, I think safe is the word. And I've used that a lot too with Dina sort of being like a playmate and being the safe person that you can experience these things with experiment. It's it's very contained and it's safe. And it's this, it's where your mind can go to, explore things that you quite frankly I will never do in real life right like I just won't like it's just not me but I can Mm -hmm. you know but I can read it in fiction and I can see what the experience might be like and sometimes some things might be things that I might try you know and that's okay and it's kind of safer Carly you come from a much younger (laughs) you come from a little bit of a younger generation I feel very attached right now (laughs) what (laughs) but well, you're younger than both MJ yeah. and I. So I don't know yeah. if your okay. like experience with fanfic and kind of getting into it and just like sexual sexual agency, how like that experience has kind of like been and developed for you. I'm yeah. putting you on the spot. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks. You covered <laughs> me with welcome. no fucking notes. And that's the asking incredible. But I know, but no. I but but I know you can do you can do great things with the question. So I, <laughs> I have faith in you. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if my my experience is indicative of of my generation, but I 
sort of found fanfic as as I don't know, like a a mid teen, an early teen, you know, mm-hmm. like fourteen ish. Um, so a lot of my sexual I don't want to say awakening, that's gross. <laughs> Ick. Um, you know, but like I, that came into my life around the time that you do start sort of exploring sexuality and figuring things out and trying things out and, you know, just the, that sort of world that opens up to you. So I don't know if that is indicative of all of my generation, but it it certainly was for me. It it probably I mean, I can't I can't say for certain, but it, it probably did shape sort of the way that I viewed sex and intimacy and and things like that as a teen and you know for for better or worse I guess mm-hmm. um but it's yeah it was I don't know it was just because I mean like porn was kind of just it wasn't it wasn't as it wasn't as difficult to access as it used to be, mm. but it still wasn't easy mm-hmm. to access mm-hmm. for for my like my age. So you know, you've got this fanfic, and you can just say, "Oh, I'm reading." You know, no one's going to question. Oh, what are you reading? You don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading, mm-hmm. and I was a, a voracious reader anyway. Mm-hmm. So nobody questioned me having my nose in, you know, in a computer screen reading or anything like that. But yeah, it was just it was just easy to access and you could, you know, you didn't although you had to hide it, you you didn't have to hide it in the same way. Mm. Um and then I started writing around that same time. So mm. while the stories are not stories I would go back and read with any oh god, I'd cringe myself out of existence. <laughs> but certainly, you know, just having access to that world mm-hmm. was very much shaped my sort of development in that area and then co- coming back to it again in my in my 30s oh, <laughs> so old um coming back to it again in my 30s obviously much more much more confident in in myself who I am you know I know what I like I know what I want it's it's been really freeing to be able to explore some of the things that are just not quite practical in real life mm-hmm. you know when you have like a house and kids and yeah you know, you have to do the laundry. <laughs> no one's going to come and do it for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's 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 weird to think that it's been with me through, you know, a lot of my formative, you know, a lot of sort of crucial points in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to that side of things, yeah, yeah. Huh. Like I know for me, I think it's just a matter of. Because I mean, I remember like, you know, finding the romance novels and stuff when I was younger and kind of like, you know, my mom, my mom who does not, you know, she's from Italy. So like, as long as I was reading, she didn't really <laughs> care what I was reading. But like, you know, that was kind of how I sort of like, you know, got the, got the, oh, that's what this is. Oh, what's that? Like, you know, I, I always think it's funny to like, think about a kid reading something and not quite knowing, and then going back to that same thing and reading it again and going, oh my gosh, like, you know, I had no idea what this meant back then. And I had to really investigate um, a lot more. What do you think the, because I'm always like, people get really like up in arms about like a kid reading fan fiction and kind of putting it in the same category as say, like coming across pornography, um, you know, or like, like how, how similar are they? You know, is, is there, is there a difference in 
to me, there's an inherent difference in fan fiction than there is in like, you know, what I could have come across like with a a VHS tape, you know, that somebody had (laughs) hidden under there. Hidden, yeah. hidden under their their bed then coming Named across Super Bowl 98 <laughs> yeah that kind of thing like you know I, I just don't see it as I see it as very different you know because I, I think there's an exploration there that it can be a lot of stuff just thrown at thrown at a kid um, but that you could say that for any age and you'd have to kind of still research it you know find out more about it and stuff like that so I don't know I I, I think it's just a question out there like you know and again, Carly, you being a parent. Yeah, I was going to say, were you, were you throwing yeah, that at me? <laughs> I was kind of throwing it at you, like parent-wise. Oh, like, what do you think? Cool, um, cool, <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah, so I've I've talked about before that I have I have a preteen and I have, well, he, he's not a baby, but he is. He's five. Mm-hmm. So we won't, we won't talk about the five-year-old because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's, he's a baby muffin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, oh God, I would, I would rather my eldest read fanfic of any variety even the stuff even the darker stuff I would rather them read that and have to go and look things up for themselves than watch mainstream pornography every single day of the week and twice on Sundays because there is nuance in words Mm. that you know, can portray so many things, but also, and this is, this is very, this is very contrary to, to who I am as an author and what I want my writing to portray, but there is a distance emotionally with words, um, that I think is beneficial in this way. Mainstream pornography is just and I, I fully hold my hands with someone who watches Palm. So I'm the biggest fucking hypocrite on the planet. But it's it's disgusting. It's so, so gross. Like, so gross, you know? And I don't mean like, I don't mean that in like a prudish way. I mean like the message that it sends to kids, you know, mm-hmm. impressionable children is so misogynistic and sexist and disgusting that I would rather if my child if my child has to learn about sex in any way which I would rather they didn't because they are (laughs) they are my child and I would rather not you know ever Mm. but if if they have to I would rather it be something that they read like fan fiction than something visual that they can access because there is a disconnect between words you can you can visualize something but it's not the same as someone making the image for you does that make sense yeah yeah so there's there's always there's always going to be a disconnect so i feel like it's a maybe a gentler approach mm-hmm. into the subject than you know my my child is going to turn 12 in um just over a month and the they have a phone they have a laptop the internet is out there the things that they can see is just mind blowing and as a parent that's real fucking scary to know know what's out there know what they can find know the conversations that you're going to have to have know the lessons that that kind of media is going to teach them that I'm going to have to unteach 
Mm. And I just think fanfic is, I mean, it's, it's never, it's never going to be mainstream. It's never going to be, you know, but I would, I would infinitely rather catch my kid with their nose in a smutty book or, you know, catch AO3 on the laptop than find them on Pornhub, frankly. Mm. That's just, Mm -hmm. think about that. Um, MJ, you said you'd had uh, like a couple conversations too about like with different writers and and I'm assuming like readers of a fanfic too, like over the years and like the whole topic of like sexual agency and stuff. And I mean, are there certain things you could share or like express that you, you know, you were maybe not surprised about, but just like, yeah, I can relate to that. Or that's something that somebody else is kind of like pulling out of a fan fiction too, like along their journey. Yeah. I think um, that one of the biggest things that is kind of a common theme across all of the conversations I've had is that, um, and I think I've already mentioned that it's showing you the emotional side and the, and the processing Mm -hmm. of some of these things. And so also just presenting it in a more intimate way. Mm -hmm. Mm. And a lot of times with discussion surrounding that. So, you know, the characters are a lot of times either, you know, you're, you're reading through as they process it through in their own minds, or you read as they have a conversation Mm -hmm. with their partner. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's always for me personally, that was something that was kind of an aha moment. Mm You know, is that, oh, there's actual discussion around this. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, too, that, you know, I, I've known people who have processed sexual trauma through mm-hmm. fan fiction, whether reading it or writing it, mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. able to have those conversations. And that's just, and then having other people reply, you know, to that. Mm-hmm that piece of that piece of fiction saying, you know, this helped me, you know, I had this experience. And so, you know, watching this character process, this was incredibly helpful to me. It kind of breaks the ice for some people too. There's like a lot of people think that some things might be taboo. Yeah. But it's something that's kind of exciting to them Mm -hmm. and they don't want to try it. And they don't, they certainly don't want to pick up Pornhub and watch it. That's, freaks them out but it's a little bit of a softer approach if you get this you know if you can kind of just take a peek at it on AO3 you know (laughs) yeah you know that's similar to what I was saying there's like exactly a bit of it just a little bit of a disconnect which as an author you know I'm, I'm sure you'll agree MJ that's not what you want you want to be like right up there with your reader but then when you're looking at it differently you're like oh yeah no that is actually helpful yeah yeah Well, and it's interesting that I don't want to go too off topic because one person in particular was pointing out about how I'm sure I'm trying to figure out how to say this without it sounding because I'm trying not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like project myself onto it because when she said this, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, this, you know, um, somebody read a fic that she had, had written that was, um, fully consensual. Um, but there was kind of like this fantasy, um, aspect to it. Like, uh, and it was, a, you know, not, not really a fantasy necessarily, but it was definitely, you know, a role-playing kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there was a 
somebody who read it, one of their readers who replied back and started recommending all of these, all of these stories that they thought that they, that the writer would enjoy that were not play. were not, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was kind of that sense of where is our agency as writers and kind of on that same vein as what am I portraying when mm-hmm. I put this out here? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think I'm exploring this or I think I'm presenting this and it's happened to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's happened to me that, you know, our readers will come back and be like, you know, I think I've written something that was very deep and dark and explored this kind of thing in my brain that yes, is connected to sex, but you know, I don't expect people to, to then just come back and go, Oh my God, that was so hot you know, Mm -hmm. and it just feels like something was taken, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how else to say that, but it's, that's in reference to kind of the writer's agency. Like sometimes we, we open ourselves up so much as writers to explore something that's so personal. It's, that's definitely something that we as writers sometimes are kind of very connected to what it is that we write, whether it's sexual or emotional. And when it isn't received the way we presented it, and then sometimes it's conflated. Mm. I mean, and that's, mm. that is even worse, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it feels like something's taken from you, you know? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And it's just, um, so that's kind of a, that was kind of a really tangential piece that we, that's me and a couple of other writers went off on a few days ago, but mm-hmm. the age, I think one of your questions was the agency of the writer it does help us develop ideas, you know, mm-hmm. just like any other idea, mm-hmm. but it does help us develop that sexual agency. I think, t- you know, talking about things and exploring it further. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I've heard that from so many people who are like, I never even thought I would like this, mm-hmm. you know, and then I got it, it was a King Bingo square mm-hmm. and I wrote about it. And then I was like, Oh my God, I like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, know? Like I never even thought about it before, but then I wrote about it and it was, mm-hmm. you know, it just really opened up this whole other piece. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that's, you know, an important part of the exploration as a writer, you know, mm-hmm. and for certainly as readers, I think it's the same thing. I think it's interesting too, like how much Sam and Dean, I think help that. I know like, you know, Carly's talked about it and I've talked about it with both like what you realize you, like, like I said, if, unless you were ever given like a prompt, like I've got a couple prompts for a, a bingo that I'm going to try and, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to give this a try and see, you know, like, and it's not, not, not even that they're kinky. It's just like, it's something different outside of, you know, something I would never even think about, like trying to write about. And then you get the opportunity to explore that, whether it's, you know, just a theme or just a setting or a location or a, a kink, you know, that, um, yeah, Dean's brought about all sorts of kinks. I didn't know I had, you know, because I've, I spent so much time thinking about the character too. And every part of him feels important and special and exciting and all of those things. And so then I want to explore them. So I'm doing, you know, these, these like stories with a character that, you know, I didn't think I would ever even want to like think about and do and research and stuff. And then you're like, oh yeah, this would be fun. (laughs) You know, and so then, hey, hun. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing, like toys. I Mm -hmm. mean, so many people, I, 
I actually have had more than one person come to me and say I saved their marriage with their. With their oh. oh, that's great! <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, and I and I said that to my husband once, and he goes, "I think it probably saved our marriage." I mean, mm-hmm. I think he's being very, you know, I think he was being very. Um, uh, that was a little much for him to say it quite like that, but for sure, I said this when we first started that I learned a lot more about intimacy and my understanding of that, my connection to it through Mm -hmm. reading Mm -hmm. and through writing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but I think, you know, just talking casually with people is like, you so many people who are like, I would never have as many sex toys as I have. And my husband is totally okay with that and down Mm -hmm. with it and supports it. Like Mm -hmm. we never have, I wouldn't even know how to talk about this if I didn't have fan fiction and then the community surrounding it. Who who would I talk to? Like my sister, like, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's like a, like an echo chamber almost, isn't it? But it's, you can be, nobody knows you're a cat on the internet. You can say things that are never going to get back to you in real life mm-hmm. yeah. and find things out. I will say I'm pretty sure my insistence on writing explicit kinky gay porn is not doing shit for my marriage, <laughs> but I don't know. Sure? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do, do you know that? Like, do you know that for a fact? Because there's so much of the intimate, like you were saying, you used the word intimacy so many times earlier. And I think that it doesn't mm. matter in what form. You know, I think that there's still that element of intimacy, connection, and awareness and mm-hmm. agency. It's always going to be there. It doesn't matter if it's two men or two women or, you know, a man and a woman or somebody's mm-hmm. non-binary. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I don't think. No, that um, that, is, th- that is true. I just, yeah. I think he'd prefer it if I didn't write as much. <laughs> <laughs> but that, all, all that to say, he is endlessly supportive of me and... I'm sure he knows that things that I write make their way into our personal life. And sometimes things that happen in our personal life get twisted around so they're, you know, obscured enough and make their way back the other way as well. You know, you change the names and the settings and the lots of it's Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I've yeah. I've told I've told my husband I'm like you better thank Dean Winchester. <laughs> because, <laughs> there's some things that you know I I think through reading and writing and feeling more comfortable, and then too like you're able to. It sounds so weird, but like even with you know the person you're deciding to spend your life with, you still feel sometimes very hesitant about expressing different things, and that goes both ways. You know whether it's whether it's me or whether it's my husband and feeling vulnerable enough to express and talk about and say, okay, well maybe, yeah. you know, may, maybe not this point, but maybe we like build up or like, you know, maybe we try this or, you know, oh, I read this. And, you know, then he gets a little eyebrow raised. Oh, did you? And I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> and so like, you know, like those kinds of things, like, the, you know, he, and, and I, I think it becomes playful and it makes it, like you said, like more accessible, you know, so that then yeah. yes. it, it, it breaks down that, where the porn is only for the guys, you know, like, and again, like I'm right. going from a really like a, a a mentality of like, oh, this is just what guys do. This is not what, you know, the, the yeah. quote unquote, like, you know, wife would do or something like that, which is just a yeah. little bullshit. And it's been around for decades like this, you know what I mean? Like that kind of a situation. You know what I think is interesting about what you just said though? And this mm-hmm. is something that I have always been vigilant about ever since I, ever since I've been having sex is that, mm-hmm. 
you cannot look at a person and know what they do. And it's none of your fucking business. Right. So when someone decides by looking at someone, what they do and what they're, you know, first of all, why would, why are you looking at someone and imagining what they're like in bed if you're not actually <laughs> fucking them? So is that not like, you haven't been invited. Like mm-hmm. I just don't even get yeah. that, you know, yeah. that, that is, that is a massive consent issue for me, for people, mm-hmm. for anyone to even theorize mm-hmm. and say, I never would have imagined you would have been into blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. who asked you? I guess it's going to be like this for for quite a while in terms of just in general and society and stuff, but like, don't worry about what I'm doing or thinking behind the bedroom. But if you want to explore it with me and you're fine with it and you're good with just listening and talking about topics, that's great. But if you're going to judge, yeah, that's when I have an issue because you don't need well, to judge it, you know, that kind of situation. Yeah. It's someone... not, that's not for you. Yeah. That's not for you to mm-hmm. even know or mm-hmm. be privy to. I just, mm-hmm. You know, you weren't invited. It's a, like I said, it's just a massive consent issue for me for anyone to even ha- like theorize, especially mm-hmm. out loud, you know, to be like, because I've had people do that. You know, mm-hmm. I never would have guessed that you would be into this. And I'm like, well, who fucking asked you? Well, it's none of your fucking business. <laughs> like, yeah. It's none, someone... of your, it's none of your business at all. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and we're not even talking about you right now. We're mm-hmm. talking about something else entirely. So I don't even know why you're even part of this conversation. Yeah. Unless yeah. you want to be talking about the content of what mm-hmm. we're talking about, which is not my vagina or any other part <laughs> of my body. Like, it's right. not about me. Right. It's not about you. It's about yeah. the actual topic of discussion. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I, I mean, think, um, and that kind of brings up too that consent in general is mm-hmm. much more openly discussed in fan fiction. Yeah. You know, that was a point that somebody else made. And I mean, that's a point that I make consistently. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, I even had a tag that says consent is sexy because it is. It and is. Because, yeah. you know, it is sexy and because it's important. Um, but I think, you know, just generally people just talk more openly about consent in fic. And my God, how does anybody think that either like using either Sam or Dean, that they're not consent. Like those two are canonically driven by consent. Like Mm -hmm. they, they have been, they have been violated since they were children consistently and had their choices taken from them consistently since they were children. It's in the text that they Mm -hmm. are both very much consensually driven. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know how anybody would think that, you know, they wouldn't be, but yeah. whatever. They're yeah. not watching yeah. the same show, apparently. And that, <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with, that doesn't have anything to do with fic. I just mean, like, right. that's one of the reasons why they're attractive, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't, again, like that, that little bit that I was, they were lumping Dean into like these other characters. I'm like, I just don't get that same, I didn't get that no. vibe from him. Like, even right off the bat, like everything was very playful but like you know understanding there's a line and yeah there, i think there were, a lot of it was like might have been for show but i think you get the idea that behind the scenes there's always consent you know with that kind of stuff yes. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i mean also you know like mike my husband and i were watching he got he bought me season one on dvd because mm-hmm. i've never seen it on dvd so i've okay. never seen it with like the regular music or right. the original music or anything right so he bought it for me a few months ago and so we've been kind of slowly going through season one just to see what the music was and stuff and we were watching um wendigo mm-hmm. and there's the there's the part where he got where he says um this is probably the most honest i've ever been with a woman ever you know, mm-hmm. so 
to Hillary or whatever her fucking name is. And what was her name? <laughs> I think Hillary? it was Hillary. Episode. I think yeah. it was. I think it was Hillary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember this stuff. So I don't please. Know. I- <laughs> yeah, so I can't remember. <laughs> that so sounds right. Like, you know, this is the most honest I've ever been with a woman ever. And was like, that seems like bad writing. Mm-hmm. And like my husband said that, you mm-hmm. know, and my husband, did, he's not even like, a dean stan he was just mm-hmm. like that's bad writing mm-hmm. and i was like i'm pretty sure that's just a front like that's the way mm-hmm. he talks mm-hmm. when he's mm-hmm. in his 20 you know he's 26 he's kind of part partly hitting on this girl mm-hmm. but also he's trying to like be self-deprecating like i certainly read into it as a writer myself but like you, it, you certainly could brush it off as it's bad writing and it's bad characterization but at the same time i think that's part of his putting up shields you know yeah. like saying yeah. that's the most honest i've ever been with a woman ever like yeah what a liar <laughs> like what about cassie you know what about mm-hmm. cassie he was obviously mm-hmm. like then like two episodes later we find out that he was brutally honest with cassie to the point where she dumped him like yeah. we know that he's been honest with women before you know <laughs> he's an yeah. unreliable narrator <laughs> yes completely yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly oh, oh goodness <laughs> Carly, I think you were you you were you were gonna you were gonna have a point. I think. Yeah, oh, it was um, no, no. no 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 no. It's fine. No no. It's um just like the whole the whole concept of people being like open your business and then you know oh I would have never thought that as someone who um identifies as you know like non-binary trans um you know all, all that good gender queer stuff. It's just something that I'm just achingly familiar with now mm-hmm. that people want to yeah. speculate on you know. Yep who we are and what we're doing and very very recently well not not very recently but recently enough lovely marjorie taylor green or green taylor whichever the fucking the halfway the republican halfway the blonde one oh no that doesn't narrow it down no Sorry, that's guys. fine that you got down. it but you got it i'm sure i'm, I'm sure it's that one i'm sure it's that yeah. one yeah, y'all fucking you, Marjorie <laughs> will do it for some people. No, but she she was at a oh god, whatever the fuck it is Republicans do where they get on stage and be like, woo, fuck queer people, guns. I don't know what they do. Probably just a convention um, of some sort. Yeah, that's all. That's Probably weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's strange to me. That's not how politics are in the UK. <laughs> but she had said that like um, trans people, non-binary people, gender non-conforming people if they are in a bathroom that matches their presentation as, as opposed to, you know, what, what the box on their birth certificate says, they're definitely there to sexually assault you. That is the only reason they are in that bathroom. You know, a, a trans woman in the, in the women's bathroom, she, she is only there to sexually assault people. Like she doesn't need to pee. She's just there to sexually assault you. And I was like, I don't know even, even what to do with that anymore. We're not, it's not even saying the quiet part out loud now. Yeah. It's just demonizing people. So, yeah. you know, I can't, we can't obviously, we'd like to, but we can't obviously take on the entire US government. But holding on to that consent in your personal life of being like, it's none of your fucking business what I do yeah. behind yep. closed doors is, you know, I, I really, really vibe with that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck I that mean, that's, that is the conversation exactly, Carly, because it's not just about how we fuck, but like, what your genitals are are also none of my business. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't even know how this has become an issue that continues to be discussed. Yeah, it's it seems so crass and so boundary crossing to me to be mm-hmm. like where you pee and how you do it 
is my business because it isn't like I just am so baffled. I have I have like anyone thinks that that is anyone's business. You know, I just um, continue to be baffled by this. I genuinely, I just have one role in the bathroom, and that like in a public bathroom. I mean, I have the role in my house as well, but um, my children um, are assigned male at birth, so it's an ongoing battle. But pee in the toilet, not on the seat. That's all I fucking right. want. Mm-hmm. I don't care yeah. if you sit, stand, or Spider-Man up the fucking walls. In the toilet, mm-hmm. not on the seat and the floor. And if you do get it on the seat, clean it up. Mm-hmm. But other yeah. than that, I don't give a shit. But like, yeah. what it comes down to, and this has been, it's been prevalent within the gay community for such a long time. I don't think it's being seen for what it is now, but it's it's the same. It's the same kind of thing. Is if you meet somebody who's homophobic and you, for whatever bad luck, get on the topic of, you know, gay people, and specifically gay men, all they ever want to talk about is how they fuck. It's never, yeah. it's because it's it's sexual to them. Not necessarily mm-hmm. sexually yeah. arousing, but it's it's only about sexual, the sexuality side of it. They can't foresee, you know, like, the the normal standard relationship things that exist in a heterosexual relationship it's only ever about the fucking mm, and that's yeah. which as, i think also brings us to another point about that is about how fan fiction and you can you know i don't want to interrupt you i just wanted to add in there that i think that yeah the way sexuality is presented and expressed in fan fiction is so much more fluid mm-hmm. and mm. so much than than what we're what we are what we feel comfortable or what we're allowed to do in day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, because it becomes this constant uphill battle, you know, to be like having to explain it to people when it's none of their fucking business. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think some of that Carly is, is a pushback. Some of that is that sort of take back the night kind of concept of like pushing back on society. Like, you hate me. You hate what I do with my dick. You hate what I do. I'm just going to put it in your face as often as possible. So mm. that's sort of just like an old, that's like an old holdover queer male, male behavior mm. is like, you know, I'm just going to put it in your face, you know? Yeah. Like, well, that's all you. This fucking... is how I do it. And you're going to hear about it. Yeah. But that's all they're fucking talking. They being, you know, they, any, any, they yeah. that you want, that's all they're talking yeah. about anyway. You know, mm-hmm. you yeah. talk to let's you know let's let's make a straw man out of a a cishet white man, okay? You talk to him about gay people, and it, it's all about how they fuck. You talk mm-hmm. to him about gay women, lesbians. Oh well, he wants to oh, watch yeah. that, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. you you get into God forbid you get into the realm of like trans people or or non-binary yeah. people or gender non-conforming. And then it becomes a punchline. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's and you're just like, have you just considered worrying about your own dick? Like, yeah, exactly. Just, just, yep. just worry about you, okay? <laughs> yeah, just focus yeah. on your underwear and leave and everybody else alone. Not that I want to know. I'm not asking you so that you'll answer that question. <laughs> yeah, but could you just want to make sure <laughs> introspection, please? But that's yes. <laughs> that's kind of that's the kind of thing I'm seeing. Like, like you know, blonde fuckwit. You couldn't possibly be in the bathroom to use the bathroom. It's sexual. It has to be yeah. of a sexual nature. It has to be not only sexual, sexually aggressive. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just want to pee, dude. I don't, yeah. I'm not in here for anything else. I don't know what the fuck Republicans are doing in the bathrooms. It sounds grim, yeah. if you ask me. 
but I would like to pee. It also just goes back to the Puritan concept of protecting women's purity, protecting Mm -hmm. the female purity, protecting their fragility, protecting sexualizing them too, whenever they feel fit. And then overly, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's um, because obviously we just, you know, walk around, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what, I don't even, I don't understand. I don't know what you're even supposed to be doing from. anymore. You like, you I know. use feminine and long skirts, but then that's wrong. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah. find it. I mean, it's every accusation is a, is an admission of guilt, but um, for all the screaming about, you know, the trans people in the bathrooms and the drag queens and stuff, it seems to be quite a lot of um, church people and, and Republicans and, uh, they're called conservatives over here, same political right-wing mindset, um, that seem yeah. to keep getting arrested for, you know, for rape and grooming. And yeah. I wonder why that might be, that it's it's never the drag well, queens and the trans Definitely people. indicative of the of where their minds are. So, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, that's, obviously, that's if they exactly. think that way, everyone must think that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. There was a, there's a conservative, um, which is, that's, that's the, but like our Republican Party, basically. Um, that's literally, and he's like old as fuck, by the way. Like, we're not even talking about a young guy. He's like old. Who's just been arrested for raping a woman. Um, and I'm like, oh, what, what is happening? What is happening? What, what? And I, I would bet all the money in my purse that he gets a slap on the wrist and just moves on with his life. Yeah. Yeah. Probably won't even, probably still be an MP. You know, probably won't even lose his job. Just, no, oh, don't do that. And, yeah, I I guess it's just this inability to be able to understand that people are made up of lots of different levels and aspects, and sexuality is just one part of the puzzle. Right, and people should yeah. be allowed to explore that. And if it's exploring it within a community that's accepting of exploring and reading and writing and talking and all these things, that's great. If that doesn't fit your mindset, then by all means, don't don't go after don't it. Partake. Don't come into that, our spaces and yeah. say things about it. Cause that's, I think what's the most frustrating too about it is that it's, you, you might feel safe, but then you get this outside influence that finds it and then has to feed off of it. And then it's like, okay, well now I mm. can't feel as comfortable. Like, you know, maybe like talking with like-minded individuals, cause there's always that outside, that outside part, that outside influence that wants to just make everybody just walk around like the handmaid's tales going on, which is just freaking like my husband won't even like watch it because I'm like, well, it's kind of like no, just I happening, you know? Cause it's like, no. it's just, it's unfortunately it's, it's, it's what's happening today with the whole, like take, take everything away from, from someone, including their ability to be free with their sexuality. And again, like, I think people think free with sexuality and that means everybody's just humping like rabbits. And that's not what that is. Sexuality no, has all these yeah. spectrums. I mean, you can, you can, uh, you can identify all different ways and, you know, want to explore things and it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean that, but if you're doing that, fine, that's your business, do it. But then yeah. understand yeah. not everybody falls under that umbrella, but it's because of what your very limited understanding of sex is, I think. And I think it all yeah. goes back to society and how it's just, we only want to show this one thing and everything else is bad um, mm-hmm. aside from what we consider to be appropriate or what's like whatever MTG is talking about now and in, in terms of, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. It's scary over here. It's scary everywhere, but it just feels like it's getting harder 
you know, uh, instead of getting easier to feel like you can find your own place and, and fit in. And that involves, you know, I think sexuality as well. Um, it's just, it's Mm -hmm. just sad. It's just sad about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I got us on a downer, but let's see. We <laughs> get it back up again. Oh man. All righty. That was I, my fault. I dragged no, us into no, the no. real world. No, there. that's fine. That's fine. It's 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 all good. It's all good. It's 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 what the tangential conversations happen, and that's that's always good stuff. I was curious about like just, and it's not quite sexual agency, but I was kind of looking more about stereotypes of fanfic writers and how like supernatural oh, I, I feel. Dreaded How Sorry. supernatural I feel is kind of, I think, changed its approach to it a little bit. But like in the very beginning, and Carly, one of these, one of these articles states Becky, Becky's like highlighted in one of these articles, like big, big time about the fan fiction and like okay. how fanfic was sort of like represented in Supernatural by Becky and how that ended right. up changing. I think even in terms of like fan fiction, and I know Carly... Carly abhors Becky and we, 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 we all, we all don't like Becky for, for many, 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 many reasons. Um, I think they tried to do yeah, a little bit of a workaround in the last too little, season. too late. I know yeah. the too last little, season, too late. I know the last season, atomic monsters. I think they, they, they did some kind of, you know, mm-hmm. working around that or like her, her showing growth. Yeah. Showing growth. Yeah. Showing growth um, in her character. Yeah. But, but what do you think like in terms of like, I don't know, like just what some regular, like some stereotypes might be of like fanfic writers or why is fan fiction out of all the different creative expressions in fandom still not quite looked at the same way as say fan art or different things like that? Because it kind of pisses me off, you know, like I see a lot of like people that, again, very creative and they do amazing things with fan art, but there's so many. Because it's predominantly female. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It pisses me off, though. It's It's a predominantly female space, and so we've got our silly little, um, our silly little things that we do. So my husband, I, this is not to like laud my husband or anything. This is, but this is just another reason why I married (laughs) this man. Mm -hmm. But he reads; he's read my fan fiction before, Mm -hmm. Um, and not because he's like. I want to read fan fiction or I super love this fandom, but because he wants to read what I've written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he's, he's read my fan fiction before and he's asked questions about it. Mm. So, wow. but he doesn't, he doesn't think that he doesn't think that way. Like he doesn't think that this silly, this is the silly little thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, he definitely recognizes that it's a hobby, probably more than a hobby. You know, he <laughs> recognizes that I don't, you know, that I don't get paid for it. He mm-hmm. recognizes that, but he knows that it's important to me. You know, mm-hmm. he knows that it's a community. Mm-hmm. He knows that, you know, I participate as much as I possibly can, you know, mm-hmm. as much as our lives allow me to, because it's important to me. So mm-hmm. he's not included in this discussion, but so I wanted to give that caveat because I know a lot of writers out there whose husbands have no idea I met a woman who's to this day, one of my very close friends in the Twilight fandom. And I met her in San Diego at the San Diego Comic-Con in 2010. Mm -hmm. And by day three, she was like, do you know, my husband doesn't even know why I'm out here. He thinks I'm on a work trip. Oh, that's so sad. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Mm -hmm. And so, but then by the end of the weekend, because there were so many of us, 
you know, bonding that weekend. And we had a fan fiction panel that I sat on. And Mm -hmm. by the end of the weekend, um, she was like, I'm going to tell him when I go home. Mm. And I mean, she, she was, she was on that same panel. She was on a fucking panel. <gasps> like when I was asked to be on a camp panel, when mm-hmm. I was asked to be on the panel at San Diego comic-con and they sent me a free fucking pass for the whole four days. Wow. And I was I like, dead. I'm going to scream it from the rooftops. Like I'm not keeping <laughs> that shit from anyone. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, like, I'm going to go talk about my, uh, fan fiction, you know, porn. And <laughs> I don't care who knows, you know, like I was so excited and I almost cried when she told me he had no idea. And I didn't tell her, like, I didn't, I'm sure I reacted strongly, like, because I can't control my face, but (laughs) like, I I didn't like, I I wasn't like, oh my God, you've got to tell him, you know, like Mm -hmm. there were other people sitting with us who were like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I can't believe you didn't tell him. But then there are also like, other That's women not helpful, in that though. group are like, mm-hmm. no, it's not. But then there were other women also sitting right there who were like, yeah, my husband doesn't know mm-hmm. what I write or read. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was a good portion of people. There was only like three of us out of 20 whose husbands knew what we read and write. Wow. I mean, well, the, that's so sad. Mo- yeah. the bulk of them had no idea. They were just like, oh, go have fun with your girlfriends kind mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and had no idea what they do. And I'm like, Oh, my husband reads my, <laughs> reads, reads my fic. So I'm just going to shut up. But yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think that it is viewed that way by a lot of people, yeah. um, by especially a lot of men, you know, cis straight mm-hmm. men. Yeah. yeah. Um, who just think like, Oh, that's that cute little thing that she does with her girlfriends. I don't really know what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, not important. And it's really put down and demeaned, I think. Yeah, I think we have partners, Carly and I, that are that are very that are that 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 are supportive in in lots of ways for what what we do with yeah with, with maybe maybe yeah. not as maybe, maybe a little as, too much sometimes. <laughs> no, I was, I was gonna say maybe maybe not as in depth as as your husband MJ. I think mine is is mostly and maybe maybe your husband is the same, Sandra. Just a little bit bemused. Um, mm. that this is what we've chosen to do with our lives but you know like <laughs> but supports it though like supports it you know yeah, like yeah. you know like when you start clapping and cheering around a dog and they're like whoa puppy <laughs> but they don't know what's going on that's kind of you know like just a little bit amused but still here for the party they're just like whoa yay yeah. like still got my husband party. shouting it from the rooftops i'm like shut <laughs> up <laughs> And it's a little bit too infused. My mom does too. My mom does too. My mom will be like, we're at like a family, like family gathering or something. And somebody will like, somebody said something about their husband having a book published. And my mom's Mm -hmm. like, MJ's a writer. And I'm like, (laughs) shut up. Yeah. I don't think great Aunt Lila wants to know about my porn. Okay. (laughs) Just going to say. I was, um, when when I was a teen. When I was a teen and I was writing and I was um, I was a teen, so I had all the time in the world, but no skill or knowledge. So we won't, uh, I, w- I wouldn't look back on it now, but I remember I was writing like this really, oh, Mary Sue, read it into the fic. And I was telling my mom like, oh my God, it's getting so many hits. Like so many people are reading it. And she didn't know what it was. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't know I was writing something. And I very categorically did not tell her what it was. And then she went and told like the rest of my family, <laughs> including my elderly grandfather. And I was like, oh, why have you done that? Oh fuck! <laughs> no. Oh, so I stopped. T- I stopped telling her about things after that. But uh, 
my husband doesn't read my fix because he's they they make him uncomfortable apparently. Mm. Um, which with the amount of gay porn that I write, yeah, all right. He's mm. he's 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 heterosexual. You know, I'm not I'm not going to force dicks on him when he doesn't want dicks. <laughs> but he could he could not be more behind the podcast thing. You know, again, yeah. a little yeah. bit amused that this is like it's just one show. Like I want I don't see the appeal, but okay, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit amused, but still happy to be here. Well, and he'll go and listen and like and yeah. you know do all the things, share the things and. He's he's in there. Ted mm. just needs to shush. <laughs> little little too much. Just, just a little family. too much. Just a family. <laughs> just he's just a, oh, do you want him to tell bit. his work colleagues? <laughs> oh yeah, do they have Christmas dues? You oh want to be gosh. oh, that's Ted's wife. My husband. And then I will tell you, he's like he's he's told people like when he goes to get his infusion. I'm like sweetie. I'm like you gotta. Oh, I'm like you have to vet them first. Like see if like how into, <laughs> yeah. how into supernatural they are and how into the family yeah. they are before you give them that sort of information. So he's learning. Yeah. It's just it's like I wish he would have learned it quicker. <laughs> That's yeah. My, yeah. My husband recently got a new job at public library here. Mm-hmm. And three of the women there are supernatural fans. And so Yay. he, um, and that they found out because he was like, I can't remember checking something out. And they were like, Oh, you like supernatural. And he's like, well, it's, I'm getting this for my wife. She's, she's a big fan. And I guess like one of the women was like, okay, so this could be controversial. And he's like, uh, hit I fucking face. doubt it. <laughs> Pretty sure I got more than you got. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even remember. He she said something about like basically it was like Sam or Dean or something dumb like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was yeah. like, Oh, yeah, that's easy. <laughs> you have no idea. But I was like, yeah. he didn't like go down the and he's like, Well, I just said that you were really active in your fandom and like, mm-hmm. you know, you've been on podcasts and stuff talking about it. And they're like, Oh, that's cool. And <laughs> Um, and that you're part of a community like yeah. blog and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, I don't yeah. mind telling them, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, obviously I don't mind, but I don't want him being like, oh, sure. It's bad for shit. And then you're here, here's a link, you know, like, it's yeah. yeah, I've learned the less information I give my husband, the better sometimes. Cause then he can't proliferate stuff just to anybody in general <laughs> or can't just let anything fly. But yeah, he's, he's getting better at it. He's getting topics better. though, that we've had conversations about mm-hmm. like in just general conversations, because he listened to the podcast that, mm-hmm. you know, what, that I was on with you guys yeah. on one of our road trips last year. Uh-huh. And he was like, brought this up and we were talking to one of our friends who's a writer. And I mean, it actually was helpful, mm-hmm. you know, to the conversation, but I was kind of like, you know, you don't really have to tell people I was on a podcast <laughs> talking about fan fiction. Like you could just be like, I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> bless them. Bless them. Oh, they're so sweet. They're just yeah. little, little puppies that don't really know what's going on, but that by God, they're just happy to fucking be here and party. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 But, I, but I think that says a lot too about how, how there can be support, you know? And again, this sort of like understanding that like, it's okay. Like, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be, I mean, it's going to be taboo for some people, but does it doesn't have to be taboo with your partner at the very least, because if anything, it just opens, it opens communication, you know, which I think is, again, I just, I think it's been, I think it's been really helpful for me. And I mean, to say that as somebody who's turning 50, you know, God, a couple months, like, I, I feel like I'm at least, um, you know, I, I, I'm still learning and I'm still learning more about myself. And a lot of that has to do, you know, a lot of that has to do with fan fiction. And I think that's mm-hmm. important. Well, I love that he's been able to, like, he's read stuff before and he'll say, do you like that? 
mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. is that something you want to do? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, it just kind of came up mm-hmm. in the story. Like, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. like, I mean, no, I've already tried that. I'm not super into it, but it seemed to fit the moment. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so I wrote it down. Like, (laughs) just, it doesn't mean that I expect you to do that. Yeah. (laughs) That's nice though. It's it's nice that he's wanting to ask. Yes, exactly. It is. Yeah. And I like that, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, well, that's good. I see. That's nice. There's there's a lot of good things that come out of fan fiction. People just have to give it a chance. I'd be yeah. okay with it. Oh, I think gosh. you know, it's it's one of it is one of my like unending bugbears that one of the things that brought fan fiction into mainstream media was Fifty Shades of Fucking Grey. Mm. Because, you know, that the hype that, that inspired, and I was like, ah, but it's yeah. awful. Why? Mm. Yep. And I just think there are so many, so many better things out there that could have, could have yeah. brought it into the mainstream. And I, again, that's one of my main problems. Well, it's not my main problem with Becky, but again, that's what is the first thing that we see of, you know, like the oh, first she's impression. All over Sam. She's all yeah. over Sam. Yeah. And that's the, that's the first impression that the show itself mm-hmm. gives to fanfic people in mm-hmm. the fandom that they're gross and they not that she's gross but you know like she oversteps and she behaves yes. in a gross manner mm-hmm. and then let's not fucking talk about time for a wedding let's just mm. you, what mm-hmm. you know yeah. well that doesn't really have anything to do with fan fiction but yes i know because she's the character yeah somehow mm-hmm. made her into a rapist into this yeah. weird yeah, yeah. but my my kind of issue with that is that we've already established that she's like she's the poster child for like nerdy girls on the mm-hmm. internet that write porn mm-hmm. you know and we've right. already established that that's who she is and then we see her right. you know not not being a rapist but not practicing th- consent <laughs> it's 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 not that far down the line yeah is all i will yeah. say and i maintain to this day if that if that episode had been gender reversed the show would have been cancelled 100 percent. Mm. it would not have made it past that episode mm. And then, you know, it just, just ties those things together. Like, we've got, like, creepy, overstepping boundaries, fanfic, you know, girl nerd. And then she manifests into, you know, a fucking, like, date rape. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly we get one episode that's going to make it a no. Fuck that bitch. I hate her so much. Just don't even get me started. Well, bitch. I think I think a lot of it, too, is that they... Well, I think you've already started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm way down the path now. Go ahead, starting. No, but I hate her. But I, I think it misses the important, the important part of fan fiction being that there's, there's really this respect and love for the characters that I think is sort of like missing with Becky. And I think they sort of, with fan fiction that that episode. I, I think that's. I know you don't like it, but you don't like it because people sing in it. You said you get it gets cringy, and you still like that it aspect is, yeah. of it. Oh, but I, I mean, in in, in oh, terms God. of like the <laughs> the the relationship that I think even Dean gets with like the writer, the Very. creator of the mm-hmm. the play, like it's mm-hmm. it's very. She brings about an understanding, I think, for him and the relationship that a lot of fans have with their the characters that they feel very careful with and they want to express and show and like yeah. show off and say look how great they are look at all the one like look at the single like single man tier. i love that <laughs> so, it, that whole little performance is just like so great because it just 
it just shows all of the wonderful things about a character that this this writer mm-hmm. feels. And yeah. that's 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 missing, I think, in in that stereotypical, oh, they just want to see, they just want to see the brothers like with Becky, it's like they just want to see the brothers together. Like they're they're, they're but there's no yeah. there's there's relationships, there's character building, there's emotion, there's all of this stuff that mm-hmm. fan fiction does, good fan fiction does that I think yeah. people just don't understand unless they're in the in the fandom that way too. Which is I guess shame for them. They just don't get to enjoy that as much, you know, as people who write, who write fan fiction do. I think that, you know, it's always a conversation that can be discussed because everyone mm-hmm. has a different perspective on that. You know, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that that's the, that's the most important part of, you know, sexual agency in life, but mm-hmm. in, you know, in fiction is that it just is, there's endless possibilities and endless facets. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting everybody on the spot today. Is there one <laughs> fic that you feel MJ too, that maybe like you think sort of represents not necessarily you per se, but like maybe just even with the character or something, or just like is a good example of sexual agency. If you can think of one, because I know you say consent, you like it for what for yours, Carly. Well, I assumed that you were going to put. put I am going to ask you well. too, but I was. I, okay. I mean, if 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 MJ needs time to think about it, I can. I can ask you, Carly. I, I mean, I think that um, I'll name a couple of things actually. Mm-hmm. Um, there must be a lock has a fic that I can't remember. I think it's called if if you have to ask. I can't remember. Oh, I did that one. Um, all that I oh, is it all that all I that ask? all that I ask all, all that, that I ask. ask. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is you know just a really um, you know is a processing mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. past trauma. There's definitely and a lot think, of communication you know, in there too. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah when they're talking yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, this is very laborious and it's no longer, I don't have it on, it's not on Tumblr anymore. The Jensen, the J2 times um, original character uh, bottle service and full service that I wrote, Uh I think is, there's so much agency and growth and conversation in that. And figuring out boundaries I mean, I, and different things like and that. Ta- and yeah. Be, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And the difference between, <clears throat> I think the thing for me when I was writing that was the difference between these are the things that turn me on and probably get me off. And mm-hmm. these are the things that I incorporate into my intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's that difference. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a lesson for the, the, female character the original female character mm-hmm. in the in that series those two series was that these are things that i've done these are things that i enjoy but these are not things that i enjoy with the men that i love mm-hmm. and yeah. <clears throat> there's a difference and so um and then what why why is that why does mm-hmm. what, what does that look what is that why is that that way and so <clears throat> that was something that i explored with that but i think almost everything I, I write is consent based, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and then also kind of like deep is another one where (laughs) the, the reader, I think it's reader. I can't remember, um, is, you know, not super experienced and she's, but she's like really into Dean and, 
you know, he's really just like, well, we don't have to do this. We could do this instead, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like Mm -hmm. constant conversation, constantly talking and exploring and touching and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and she's just so jazzed that she just wants to do it. But at the same time, he's kind of like, let's just feel, let's just, let's just glut, you know, let's just like roll with the punches and see how everything be in the moment and actually like, yeah. 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 Yeah, Just enjoy it. Enjoy each other. And, you know, and that was so fun to write too, because it was a young Dean in my head. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of one of those things where it's like crazy on you is another one like that, where it's just like, he's just wants, you know, he just wants (laughs) to blow off some steam and to feel good for a little Mm -hmm. bit Mm because his life sucks, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, that's all, you know, he just wants to find a pretty girl and make her feel good and feel good himself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got Or guy, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carly, what, what 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 am I not gonna what am I not gonna be happy with with you when, when you okay, tell so me? Okay, so I I have two, mm-hmm. um, and they they slant differently. Well, one of them slants differently to MJ's. Um, so one of mine is double booked by uh, BJ Darali Starscream. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just because even though it's, I mean, not even though. But it's it's very kinky and it's very you know there's a there doesn't appear to be a lot of boundaries in each scene. But when you sort of you know when you put it all together and you can see all of the you know the the time and the energy and the you know the feeling that has gone into the relationship between the female character and Sam and Dean and you know all together if you just looked at it on the surface you'd just be like well it's just a kinky story but underneath there's there's so much more that I think really really encapsulates sort of you know sexual agency and consent and mm-hmm. and all that good stuff so that mm-hmm. that would be yeah, one absolutely. of mine mm-hmm. and the other one would be factory reset <laughs> sorry Sandra <laughs> I bring this up so I bring I've brought this up so many times for so many different things because I'm by so Christ, it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm so yeah. It's just you know, there's no nobody's pushy and nobody's you know, and I think because you take the time in that fic to treat the moment with the you know the reverence that it deserves, it makes it that much more powerful. You know that like right down to the starting line. Dean is still able, you know, she's still saying like, you know, we don't have to do this. We can stop, you know, it's, it's fine. And you know, you know, from the beginning, the journey that Dean has taken um, to get to that point with her. It's it's perfection. I just love it so much. I'm going to nominate it for all the awards. We need fanfic (laughs) awards and I'm going to nominate it for all of them. Thank you. I wasn't expecting that. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I did that to you for something else recently as well, didn't I? I don't remember what it was. You asked me to pick something and I was like, factory reset. That's that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember what it was. Well, I think that's why I see that. that's why I think I'm feeling more proud of that every time. Like, you know, we just had a discussion and we were like, you know, what's something that you're proud of? And I I think that's one that I, I'm I'm really just You should be. I really love that one. I really love that you should one. Should be. You yeah. should be. It's perfection see now you're stuck now because you can't turn around and say junkies because that is the antithesis of what we're talking about so i can say that carly for you when i had to like oh no you don't have to pick one of mine no 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 no, but i am because i feel like need for you for me 
being able to communicate that the the level that the two characters have with each other, knowing that, you know, and then being okay with each other to express that and to go and give the person what they need and be present. I I, I really, I, it was one of the first fics that I ever had to like narrate and I'm, it's just really great. It's a great story about communication. That's so, there's no words needed for it too. You know what I mean? But they still understand mm-hmm. boundaries. And I think that's so important. I think, you know, MJ was talking about boundaries too. Like just being able to know the person well enough and feel comfortable enough and safe enough to know there's there may be boundaries there, but that person's going to be there to help you through that. I think that's what a part of it is too for me. It's just the boundary part of it. And the safety. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. MJ, I was... I was thinking about, and it's it's more like a fun one, but I feel like it still has that part of it was kind of like plus one because I know you're doing like more stories to it, but yeah. I kind of feel like plus one the really wedding gives, one. Yeah, the wedding one. Yeah. Because I feel like there's so much, there's so much learning in such a short amount of time um, yeah. between what the two characters kind of want and need and they're able to express it very openly with each other. And I kind of just love that about about that story and she she doesn't feel i guess as shamed about telling him you know kind of maybe like what she wants and again i don't know what it is about the characters in and of themselves and of what projection it is too but just like the safety that the characters give us to feel like it's okay to just tell them what they what you want and to know that they're they're probably going to find a way to deliver it or they may like say like well maybe we should try something else or maybe we should do this or maybe we should do that or i you know i want to make sure you're taken care of it's that communication part um that's just really great i i really like i i I reread that one because you're doing the uh the black tie optional stuff so i reread that one recently and you're gonna love the next chapter because we had this conversation in our Slack group and I said, you know, this is going to be the last chapter with these two, at least for a while. And so, you know, she says in the first, first story, like you, you can do anything you want kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you've just given me so much, like you can do anything you want. I'll do anything you want, Mm -hmm. whatever. And so Brianna, who is my pre-reader and focus puller and all around you know, wonderful support system for me was like, yeah, but Wenda hasn't he heard that before? Like, mm-hmm. who doesn't say that to him? Mm-hmm. So what if she turns it around and she gives him something instead? So mm-hmm. like, that's, I, it, I've i been kind of sitting on this for a while, but I think I told you though, Sandra, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago, I told you that after that conversation and after I read factory reset, I was like, and it's not going to be pegging just so you're clear. <laughs> <laughs> She's not pulling out a strap on in the middle oh, of no, the we weekend. Could make it a, we can make <laughs> it a quadruplet. It, it, a quadruplet. It, it, quadruplet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a trilogy now. Let's make it a, a quadruplet. No, a quartet. So that's the word. Very that's much it. Like, it was, I was very much like just taking care of him, you know, mm-hmm. and like giving him something for, you know, mm-hmm. it's so so you'll see how it kind of all rolls out, Good. but like you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I yeah. haven't, I haven't read that um, black tie optional because I, I like to read things when they're done because I. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Hopefully, I've got the document open right now, and I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to finish it at least get the draft 
done and over to Brianna and Stu today. Okay. Um, mm. So that I can get it posted and get it done. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's excited. I think it says so much about like how, how much we get from the characters, but then what we want to do for them. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's, just, it's so, it's just, it doesn't make sense, but it's like just wanting to make sure that their needs are met too. And whatever, you know, like yes. and being able to talk yeah. about that. I think that's just, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. Like, yeah. you know, I love that. Like, she, like Brianna was like, oh, you always take such good care of Dean. And I'm like, <laughs> thank you, because that's what I really want to do. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember when people used to say that to me. You always take such good care of Sam and Dean, and now I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. Aww. No, but you're gonna, but you're, but you're gonna fix it. You're gonna fix it. Carly. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna have to fix it because then I'll stop bringing it up in podcasts. Oh no, gosh, no. But this is um. No, I thank you. Uh, oh. Carly, I was just like, I was over the moon because MJ was like, oh my God, factory reset. Oh my God, factory reset. I was just like, I mean, I, I, I just, was I was so excited I was like when stalking her on every platform. <laughs> I was like, where is she? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair. And you know, I hold love for um, some sunny day and past due and this epic that you're writing at the moment. I know. Watch this saga. eventually get done. <laughs> But I, I, I would put my name to Factory Reset being one of the best things you've ever written. Mm. Genuinely, it is that fucking good, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. No, yeah. thank you. I, 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 I do, I do like that very much. I, 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 I will say that, you know, it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. It was quick, and Carly was there, like in the docks and stuff, like you know, telling me all the things that they loved about it, and like, yes, more of this and this and this, and it's just mm-hmm. it. It was it was one of those I think that happened really easy and I don't know why but it just did. I wish I had more of those, <laughs> but it happened really easy and really quick. And I love that feeling yeah. though because then you can always revisit that too. You can kind of mm-hmm. like go back and read it yourself and be like, oh, this was so good. Well, yeah, especially you like know? when we write, like especially when we like go back. It's it's been time and we go back and like not not everything that we you know. We're not going to say we're the best writers in all the world, but sometimes you write you write something and then you read it and you're like, when did that come out of my head? And oh my god, that's like yeah. that's actually really good. Like that actually like yeah. even made me like stop and go. No, I never wrote that. That's not something, <laughs> you know, and it's like, but you know, when you, when you get those moments, it just makes you feel like, and then to hear it from people and get comments and stuff like that. It just, again, I think that's yeah. why it's so lovely to have this community because a lot of writers outside of this don't experience that. They just don't know what that's like to have no. people in their corner as they're writing. So that's yeah. special. That's special. Yeah. The community in general. Oh, well, I still need to have the time, take the time to go through and just review every chapter on oh i'm waiting i'm waiting for that i'm I'm waiting for that because you told me you're gonna like you're gonna highlight lines and everything and i'm just yeah i'm I'm like mj i want to thank you for all the all the ways you took (laughs) to make it to the podcast yes thank you very much you you've been you've been so sweet i i'm i'm just glad you got here safe because i was really worried i'm like oh please don't please don't Please don't like hurt yourself. I was like trying to get here. I'm a, I was also just trying to drive as quickly as possible because mm-hmm. the, it's still impending. Really, yeah. I mean, like you could see the picture that I sent you. You could see yeah. the clouds. You know, the low hanging clouds and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's still like it's it's snowing right now, but it's not 
dumping the way it's supposed to today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know when it's going to come, man. I don't know if it's going to come mm-hmm. at noon. I don't know if it's going to come at two. I don't know if it's going to come at 10. Like, yeah. you know, so I was just like, I just got to get home. So mm-hmm. I was trying to rush. And then you were like, please be safe. <laughs> like, yeah. I have to like, meet you okay. at some point. You can't get into an accident on the way to try to record a podcast. <laughs> That's going to completely obliterate any plan. So don't do I know. That. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, no, but it's been, I have to say too, like, I just, I'm, I'm so glad that we've been able to connect, you know, on a level where we could just every once in a while, just catch up, chat on discord. And you've been just, you've been great. It's, it's lovely when you get to meet, meet somebody that you consider quote unquote a hero and they're not an asshole. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and I, try, if, I try not yeah, to be an asshole, but sometimes I want, it, you know, that's fine. Just, out, but probably it, not in the way that you're talking about. No, no, not the way I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Talk thanks. to you thank soon. You for, thank you for joining us, MJ. Speak to you soon. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. It was a good conversation. It went on tangents, but good tangents. And yeah, thanks to MJ for coming on and talking all about sexual agency and fan fiction. I think it, I, th- I, it, was, I think a it was a good, good discussion. Good discussion. Yeah. It's, I think it's worth revisiting these topics mm-hmm. with different people. Cause as, as she said, you know, everyone's going to have a different, mm-hmm. a different story, a different journey, a different take um, mm-hmm. on it. So yeah. yeah, I'd love to just, throw that out occasionally. Like, yeah, with, with different people that we, that we interview from now on, I yeah. think that could be like a great, a great question to kind of put in there. So this kind of, chatty. yeah, this, this laid the groundwork. Let us know your thoughts about sexual agency and fan fiction. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at idlingintheimpala at gmail.com. You can comment on Spotify and use the Q&A section to share your thoughts. All our contact details are on our website, idlingintheimpala.com. Go check it out. Don't forget to like, comment, share, follow, and subscribe wherever you access your podcast. But um, especially if you are watching or listening on YouTube, likes, comments, and subscriptions really help us with the YouTube algorithm. All hail its benevolence. Uh, in the description, check out the causes that we are championing. There are charities um, in there. The holidays are coming up and they're not always friendly to our LGBTQ plus family. So there are charities out there that you can reach out to if you need help. Uh, it's always election season in the US, it seems like. So, you know, <laughs> there's information and things in there to arm yourself, keep yourself informed. You know, I've no doubt some fuckery will be going on in the next few months as y'all ramp up for the presidential elections next year. Ick. Mm-hmm. No. And um, I'm going to keep shouting it out because they're, they're new, but also because it's important. We are championing both World Central Kitchen and Doctors Without Borders. Both charities are on the ground in the Ukraine and in Gaza, helping out as much as they can people that are, you know, still affected by Russia's unlawful invasion of the Ukraine, which seems to have dipped back down in the media, but it is still ongoing. And of course, the, I suppose, worst now um, conflict in the Middle East, the war between Israel and Hamas. And we're not asking you to pick a side on either of those things. We just want to remind you that there are people in both of those places, innocent people that are trapped and are dying and they didn't ask for war. They don't want it. Mm-hmm. And we want to help support them any way we can. So yeah. if you need any of those resources, that's what they are there for. And if you can help them keep helping others, I can't speak, <laughs> that would be amazing. And with that, we will say thank you for joining us in the back seat, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.